Hi everyone and welcome to Dafa Shavua, Yevamos Daf Dalad. For our first topic on Daf Dalad, the Gemara mentions Lo We have a smuchin, we have a juxtaposition of the Lo of Shatnes and we have the Asay of Tzitzis and that is the source for how we know an Asay is Docha Lo So just like by Tzitzis, we say that the assay of tzitzis is going to push off the lotase of not wearing wool and linen together, so too that is why uh, yibum would be allowed. There's a very interesting question which is brought up over here um, of the Ramban, the Ramban on the Gemara, on Daftalad. He asks, but it seems that this myth, this idea of tzitzis pushing off shatnas cannot be compared to yibum because tzitzis is known to be shikula k'neged kol mitzvos, you know that you know we know that the gematria of tzitzis is, is uh, six hundred and thirteen, and we consider that wearing tzitzis is as if you did all of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvos of the Torah. So maybe the only reason why tzitzis is going to push off shatnas is because it's an extra special mitzvos say. So how could we use the mitzvah of tzitzis as an example? as to how we know that Yibum could push off the lotase of marrying one's wife's sister. So, says the Ramban, that yes, even though we say that, that Tzitzis is shikula k'nege kol mitzvos he says, v'li nera delodai kinan hachi v'scharan shal mitzvos, and then he goes on further, and he says, v'asei de Tzitzis lo chamer ela lamatan scharo. We only say that Tzitzis is considered to be a, on a higher level in terms of the schar that we think you should get. And in the end of the day, even though we say it's shakula mitzvos, we don't actually know what the schar of mitzvos is. So we can't necessarily tell you that that tzitzis is on a higher level than ibum, and that's why it's not a question of why we're bringing tzitzis as a source of how we know This concept, this is not exactly a halachic concept, but I think it's a very important concept to bring up. Um, this concept is a is from the Mishnah and Perkei Avos Perak Sheni Mishnah Aleph. We see in the Mishnah it says that Vizar Mitzvah Kala Kavachamura. You should be careful of a Mitzvah Kala, a easier Mitzvah, um, just like a harder Mitzvah. Sheina Tayadeya Matan Schar Shal Mitzvahs. Why? Because you, we don't actually know the Schar of Mitzvahs. Since we don't know what the reward is, you should be careful. With any mitzvah, the Rabbein Yona has a beautiful explanation and a beautiful mashal to explain why this is true. Um, that you should be careful because we don't actually know the schar mitzvahs. And even though we say that tzitzis, for example, is considered to have to be shkula k'nei mitzvahs, we don't actually know what the schar in Olam Hava is going to be. The Rabbein Yona explains as follows: He says, if a king were to tell his servants, and he says to them, "I really love this tree." then all the servants are going to plant is that one tree because they just want to make their master happy. And they know that he loves this tree and he's going to be the happiest if he has his whole garden full of this specific tree. So the Rabbi Yon explains that is why Hashem doesn't tell us the schar of the mitzvahs because if Hashem told us that he loves this mitzvah and you get the most schar for this mitzvah, it's going to be like those servants who are just planting the trees to please their master and they're only going to, pl- pl- going to plant the best tree. Same thing when it's true by mitzvah, so Hashem wants us to, us to do all of the mitzvahs. And he explains that how do, we, how do we see that when it comes to the mitzvahs that we don't actually know the schar? Because we have, because we have two mitzvahs. 
We have two mitzvahs that the reward is long life. One is Shiluach HaKain, and the other is Kibbut HaVeim. Shiluach HaKain, the mitzvah of freeing away, um, shooing away the mother bird in order to take the eggs or to take the young birds, that seems very easy. You, you, you pass by, you shoo away the bird, and you, and you go ahead and take the eggs or the eggs or the young birds that are in the nest. And that, we, the, the Torah tells us that you get long life for that. Another example of a time you get a long life is Kibbutz Avayim, which is known to be one of the harder mitzvahs in the Torah. So we see that an easy mitzvah, like scaring away a mother bird, has, a, has long life. And Kibbutz Avayim also has long life. So we see that how hard you think a mitzvah is has no correlation to what the schar is. So that really helps us understand this Gemara about why the fact that Tzitzis is considered Shkula Kanegikol Mitzvos, we can't bring in the Ramban is telling us on this Gemara, we can't bring in um, a question about how much schar we think you get as to whether you can compare different mitzvos and whether you can bring them as proof. So that is the first topic I wanted to cover about t- comparing Tzitzis and Yibam. The second topic is an interesting one, now that we brought up the concept of uh, Shatnas, this is on Daf Dal on the Bays. The Gemara over here is discussing um, Tamar, the, the Gemara a, a few lines down um, is talking about you know wh- whether we, whether we we could use the pasuk of Tamar Pishim as Xer Shava, and there's a fascinating Rashi because the Gemara says over here that Mochriksus that people who are selling who are selling Shatnas would um, possibly be able to to try um, to try on Shatnas for the purpose of of selling their their clothing. And Rashi over here says, he says, that since people that are selling shatnas are not necessarily having intention to warm their bodies, that might be a reason that they would be able to put on shatnas. This is brought down halacha in Shokharach Yerdea, Simon Shin Aleph, Sif, if Vav and Zion, and Hay as well, and the the Shulchan Aruch um, feels that this is brought on Allahai based on the Rambam. There would be an issue of a seller or a buyer, um, even though the Gemara initially thought that there's no problem because you don't really have intention to warm your body. There would be an issue for a seller or for a buyer to try on shatnas, even though they're not necessarily putting it on for their own hand. But the Ramah over here in Sifvav says, He says he says that you could even wear kilayim. If, for example, if someone's wearing shatnas um, or kilayim, same the same idea to really to avoid taxes. Or if you're trying on for size, imrosa So this. Um, there's a machlokas between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. And the question is, again, the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch here are talking about a case of a seller. Someone who's trying to basically show a suit he made. The question is, could you compare this to a case of a buyer? So Rav Chaim Kanievsky is quoted as saying that this should also apply to the case of a buyer. For example, if you're going, if someone goes into a suit store and they want to try on a suit, are they able to try on the suit not knowing whether there are shatnas in the suit. So he felt that you can compare these two cases. However, the Chai Adam 
brings down that he thinks that there would be an issue of try on a suit if you feel that there might be shadows in in this suit. A few um interesting ways of getting out of this uh, of this issue are presented. Because, again, the issue is that you are wearing this suit and there might be an idea of the fact that you are wearing it for the intention of actually getting hot enough for it and you might actually use that suit. So one of the two suggestions that I saw of how to avoid this is, to, is that when you're trying on the suit that might potentially have shot in it before it's checked, you could try on a suit that you're not, you, don't, you don't actually want. You're trying on a suit which has the same size. And you're just trying on for the size, but you're never going to wear that particular suit that you're trying on right now. You're wearing on a different suit that you like instead, but they have the same size. So then, if that's true, then the suit you're wearing right now is not a suit that you're ever going to get hung off from it because there's no chance of you buying on it. Because, because let's say, you, you know, the, the suit you try on at the end of the day is too, uh, let's say, too funky for you and you, and you don't think you, that you could pull it off. So you try on that suit, which you never will have potential of hung off for, and then you can you know the size fits you, and then you can go ahead and buy a different suit in the store, even though there's a potential of of shyness. Another interesting um, distinction that is made, this is made by Rav Yashiv, he says something very, very interesting. He says there might be a difference between trying on a suit jacket and the suit pants. He says because if you're trying on a suit jacket, then you could say that when I go out of the dressing room and I'm putting on the suit jacket, then then it's possible that I'm not actually getting Hana from this particular jacket because I'm not going to wear it. However, when you walk out and you try on suit pants, since a person would never walk around a store without his pants on, so in essence, when, you try, when he's trying on the pants, that is automatic Hana right now because you are getting benefit from the fact that you're wearing those pants. Very interesting this distinction in this case of of trying on a suit. The, the the way the post can bring it down is that they say that if you know the suit has shotness, there would be an issue of wearing the shotness suit when you're trying it on. However, they bring down the halacha like the Ramah, that just like we say, um, a seller could try on a shotness suit when it's a suffix, when, it, when, the, when the buyer is not sure whether there's actual shotness in this particular suit. He would be allowed to try it on as long as it as it's, as it's a suffix, based on the concept of suffix psik resha, That even though it's you're not having intention and you are inherently getting hana right now, since it's a suffix, at the end of the day, we paskin suffix psik resha as mutter. That even though psik resha is the concept that even though you don't have intention, if you know you're getting hana automatically. But since in this case you're not sure if there is shanis, you're not sure if you're getting hana from the Easter of shanis, there would be no issue. So that is the second topic that comes out from our Gemara. The third topic is from the bottom of Dal Amadis, where the Gemara is discussing Samar Pishtim, um, specifically wool and linen, and it talks about whether one would require to have um, wool and linen um, as a baggage, or if you would also be able to have other types of types of material, and that that is one thing mentioned in the Gemara. The Gemara also discusses um, the concept of um, when you were, you know, again, these are all in parts of the discussion of the Gemara. Then the Daf, but it talks about that maybe when you have semer, maybe only then would you need to put a certain color, meaning the color blue. But um, when you don't have wool, maybe you would not be able. 
you would not have to. So I felt this was a very good opportunity to discuss two concepts. Number one, the possible requirement of having wool as as the baguette, as the garment that, it, that you're putting your to the sun. And also the requirement, since the Gemara over here mentions the concept of you know, the importance of having a specific color on your tzitzis, also the halacha of having um, the possibility of having a matching color of the garment and of the tzitzis string. So this comes up, the halacha, in Simen Tess, Sif Hay and Sif Vav of the Shulchan Arach. Um, the, the Shulchan Arach in Sif Hay says, Yesh Omrim Shetzarech La'asos HaTzitzis Mitzvah HaTalis. That there is an opinion that you would have to make the tzitzis strings the same color as the garment. And this is what people try to try to um, practice. Says the Ramah. Ramah says no. That the Ashkenazim they only make white strings um, even if there's a colored garment. And he says you should not. You, you should not stray from this minhag. So this is a machlokas between the Shulchan Arach and the Ramah. The Ashkenazim would be more um, would be more lenient. For example, let's say um, someone's in the army and they have to wear a green tzitzis or other. Uh, I've seen a lot of different colors of tzitzis garments. You would still wear white strings, but um, according to the Shulchan Arach, so I'm the follow Shulchan Arach would um, be makbid on making sure that you have white and white. Um, the 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 next uh, sif in the Shacharach says Yesh Omrim Shein Lasos Talis Shel Pishtan that some people hold that you should not have a talis made of pishtan which is non wool Vaf Afal Pi Shein Halachakin even though the halacha is not like that I mean you you would be able to use other like cotton or polyester or other uh, other um other types of garments. Yere Shemaim Yitze Eskulam the Osetala shall semer rechelim. He says that someone who is Yere Shemaim should try to wear a wool baguette, a wool garment. Shehu Chay Betzis Minatora Belifikvok. That is what the Shulchan Aruch over here says. And again, this is some people try to wear a wool, a wool garment uh, uh, in their tzitzis. Um, nowadays, you know, this is it's clear from the Shulchan Aruch that it's not necessary, and one one would be able to wear um, um, cotton tzitzis, polyester, possibly mesh tzitzis. Um, so, but this is the basis of the Shulchan Aruch that it is really best to try to wear wool. However, it is difficult in the summer months when it gets a little hotter when you wear, when you wear um, wool tzitzis. So this, you know, this is what the Gemara the Gemara here is discussing different, you know different requirements of whether you have to wear wool or to make sure it's, you know, tem or pishtim as, you know, again, based on the, this is based on the fact that maybe only midar isa, um, would you be, would you be, again, this is based on the Rambam, would it be considered a chiv of tzitzis only if you're wearing a wool garment? So this is the basis of the shacharach. So this is, a, and also, you know, the second thing which I think comes out from this third topic of tzitzis is that, this Machlagash Ramah and Shulchan Arach about whether you would have to wear white strings to match your white baggage. So just to summarize the three topics that we covered today, the first topic is was an interesting one about the fact that whether you can compare 
tzitzis to yibam is the fact that tzitzis is shikula kenayu halmitzos without affecting anything. We don't really know the schar mitzvah, so maybe we can't bring that in in this case over here. The second topic, the second topic that we covered was whether you could try on a suit, and we said that at the end of the day that if you're not sure if the shatan is on it, then it would be okay. It would be okay to try it on halachalamaisa. But if you know their shatan is on the shatan is, that would be a problem. And we, and we made a distinction between the pants and the jacket, or maybe try on a jacket that you know you're not going to wear, because then that's not even considered any. Kavana for Hana. And the third topic we discovered was um, whether you have to have white strings to match your white beged, and also the the machlokas about whether there is a requirement to have a wool beged or you could have other materials in your garment.